Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Comedy Quota. I'm your host, Jay Burnley, and in a week where Liverpool was voted as having the toughest crowd in the UK for comedians, and 55% of comics believed that they had their jokes stolen, in a made-up quote from Joe Pasquale, Keith Chegwin and Jim Davidson, Pasquale said, I would never copy anyone's material, I write all my own stuff and I find it abhorrent someone would think otherwise. Chegger said, I would never copy anyone's material, I write all my own stuff and I find it abhorrent that someone would think otherwise. And Jim Davidson said something in a, what we believe to be a black accent about scousers and hubcaps. Liverpool Comedy Quota, wondering whether tough crowds just mean they weren't funny enough. But before we turn off the big light, stay inside because it's spitting and drink some cheap fizzy pop, here is your quota of news. Hello, I'm Nino Nino and this is your comedy news. Fire services in Liverpool are rejoicing after Warren Bradley announced he was stepping down as councillor and returning to work for the brigade. A spokesperson said, With all the cuts we're having to bring in due to the coalition, we're struggling to find areas to cut, but it looks like now we may have one or two options. The NHS is suing the makers of Gaviscon for £90 million after it was uncovered that they were overcharging the health service for its heartburn treatment. Health Secretary Andrew Lashley said, It really does make me sick to the stomach that the drug companies can get away with this sort of thing. A spokesperson for the drug maker said, We've got something for that, Andrew. Pretty pricey, though. Rio Ferdinand has won a court case against the woman he claims was stalking him after she cross-examined him in the witness box on Monday. Despite her impressive performance in the courtroom, the presiding judge, Justice Howard Webb, added an extra five minutes into the proceedings in order for Ferdinand to make his rebuttal and eventually awarded him the case. When asked what he thought of the indiscretion of the judge, Alex Ferguson said, I didn't see it personally and I haven't seen the replay, but I imagine he got it spot on. I'm Nino Nino and that was your comedy news. Thank you, Nino. Coming up in this edition of the Comedy Quota, we'll have 25% Jake Mills. I hate you. 45% Milton Jones. They come on your side big time. And 20% Comedy Forecast. With 10% of news already done, this is 100% all our own stuff. Our opening act this week is comedic rising star Jake Mills, a graduate of Liverpool Comedy Trust Funny Business Workshop, despite still waiting to graduate from uni. Jake has already had quite a degree of success and will be making his second appearance at the Comedy Festival this year and his first in the bunker. Okay, on the Comedy Quota today, in the Comedy Bunker, we've got uh, one of the performers of the Liverpool Comedy Festival, Jake Mills. Thanks for coming in, Jake. No problem. Thanks for having me. And um, we've got you in because um, we're giving exposure to all the people who, who are doing stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your show that you'll be doing. It's on at the Bar Bar, I believe. It is, yeah. Bar Bar on the 30th of April. Um, it's going to be a double header. What time? What time's that? Um, 8 o'clock. Cool. 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, double header, me and James Redmond, a.k.a. Finn from Hollyoaks. Oh, yeah, I thought I'd heard of his AKA name before. A.k.a. Abs from Casualty. <laughs> oh, are you a.k.a. anything? A.k.a. Or? Jason from Mile High. No one remembers that one, so ah. that's the one I like to tell people he's in. I'm just, I'm no, I'm yeah, not a.k.a. AK, AKA no. the cold-blooded killer or... No. No. Okay. I was going to try and think of something really cool. Well, like, by the end of this interview, we'll try and think of a, of a nickname for you. Comedy nickname. Oh, there'll be something, don't you? The Hyena. The Hyena. If I can uh, ever pronounce that right. We'll we'll work on that, eh? <laughs> we'll so, yeah, on. so tell us about a little bit about the show. You've done it, you did it uh, last year. You did the double header with James last yeah, year. Yeah, we did. Um, it sold out, actually. It was really, really good. Um, basically, uh, the comedy festival, the people who run it came to me, asked me if I wanted to do it. And... I thought, well, you know, I'll give give James a, a call and see if he wants to do it with me. So James would be doing a little bit less than what I'm doing. He's kind, of, he's 
He's to support, if anything. <laughs> if anything, he's just going to warm people up. No, fair enough. And, um, it's, it's nice. Main event. He's, he's the fluffer, basically, yeah, for you. That's what it is. <laughs> and that's what he's always going to be. Hopefully you'll never hear this. Uh, <laughs> so we can say whatever we want about him. It's all right. So how, how does that work then, you doing a double header? Is, it, is there a theme to it or is it this this year or is there stuff that you both talk about? Or? Well, last year we went with the theme I, I called the show Quaking in Ugg Boots. Uh, <laughs> and we went for the theme of, you know, what the world has come to almost and you know this this is how things are being described and and explained and stuff uh this year we're just gonna we haven't put a title on it as such um but again it's just gonna be it's gonna be all new material from last year yeah. that's important to note and it's gonna be like stand up just about things that we've seen and i think there's probably gonna be a little bit that we're keeping from each other because i was gonna say do you compare notes or no because I I didn't listen to him last time. I recorded it <laughs> and I didn't listen to it. And then I went on and and done the show and stuff. And then when I listened back to it, he slagged me off. <laughs> and I didn't know. So he's on stage slagging me off. I'm backstage. I go on, don't even mention anything. So this year it's going to be payback. That's all payback I'm saying. Revenge. That's all I'm saying. And how did you get into it then? It was just I'd done the course, uh, which was the funny business course, which the comedy trust ran. Not yet. Uh, Sam Avery and Chris Cairns uh, taught me taught me <laughs> ruined you ruined <laughs> yeah, you yeah they pushed me basically <laughs> and uh, yeah just from then done a gig and just liked it just got a feel for it I'd done well and just went on from there really and just haven't haven't looked back so uh, what what can people expect from, from you from the show Are you, is it going to be a lot of slagging off of James or no no I don't want to do too much because Just a little it, bit a little bit, but he doesn't deserve that much. <laughs> uh, just because his head will just get bigger if I'm talking about him. <laughs> That's the last thing you need. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, um, I'll do a little bit. And then just the normal, the way I look at life, because I, I'm quite miserable. Well, you can't tell that from here. You can't, but right now, well, I hate you. <laughs> it's often I, the way when I'm talking to you people. Know, I don't want to be. Uh, At least you're honest, unlike the others that talk to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it right now. I hate you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> With the smiling assassin, that's what we should call you. That's it. Because you you smiled and laughed as you said that. Yeah. I hate you, but I'm laughing. But so I'm a lion. Is it true? <laughs> you hate you? I don't know. But no, because I, I get a lot because I, I look young and and. I'm 22, but I, I do look young and stuff. So that, that is young for some people. I'm not going to tell you how old yeah, I am. Yeah, well, but... I can guess. <laughs> I don't want to say, but yeah, no. But that that is young, but I look younger. Yeah, you know. So it it gives me that gives me a good uh, I don't know point of view for, of my life and how how I I'm viewing it because people think that I'm about. 14 <laughs> so it's quite good so. do, 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 you, do you have an affinity with all those kind of young comedians that are coming up now like Daniel Sloss I think it is and all those they, they seem to be a, a new group a new wave of comedians or... yeah no there is and I, I think it's brilliant I think especially in Liverpool there's quite a few in fact today I was looking um, on, on the internet and stuff at, at some of the people who are coming through and I noticed that there was like three four including myself three four or five just coming from my school which I don't know where that's coming from. Want to give a shout out for the school? Yeah, Cardinal Heenan, come on. Here we go. <laughs> the, this is getting like commercial radio the now. The school of jokers. <laughs> or the joke school. I don't know which one <laughs> it is. I think that's on the brochure. The, <laughs> yeah, that's The school is a joke. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, so uh, any influences um, outside of that? Any um, any people that have inspired you or sort of you nick stuff off? <laughs> um, well, we won't say nick stuff off just yet because <laughs> uh, it's getting broadcast off there. I'll tell you all the ones. <laughs> but uh, no, a lot of people inspire me. I've I've always loved old comedy. Mm. Um, so I've always loved things like Marx Brothers and Lauren Hardy and stuff right, like yeah. that. I've I've loved that. One of my idols is uh, Eric Morecambe as well. Mm. But then as I say, about taking that class and Chris Cairns and Sam and um, Fitzy as well. They were always, I always looked up to them, Keith mm-hmm. Carter as well as another one. And I always looked up to them. And then when I started gigging with them and they started saying good things to me, I started becoming like friends with them and like more like a colleague rather than a new act coming yeah. up, you know. And that's, that to me is what inspired me the most was to hear people saying nice things about me like that mm. um, and I've just I've just been given people put a lot of trust in me like the clubs and promoters and, and everything really so I've, I get a lot of inspiration from the clubs themselves and from the people who are on as well as famous people obviously the likes of Ricky Gervais is, is a big influence for me and, mm. and the older ones as well but I'd say people who I see on stage when I'm there the ones who are headlining I'd, I think there's some of the best around, and I think it's a crime that they're not famous, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they should be, because some of the best ones uh, you can go and see for a fiver. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Or you can go and see your good self at for Bar six Bar. quid. There you go, six S- quid. Two for what? <laughs> so a little, little quick little plug for for the show again. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's, it hasn't got a name. No, it doesn't need a name. It doesn't need it with you. We're, we're the names. It's it's Jake Mills, James Redmond, um if you don't know his name, just you'll know his face, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and yeah, it's at Bar Bar on the 30th of April at 8 o'clock. Jake, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Cheers. Make sure you go and see Jake's show at Bar Bar on Saturday the 30th of April at 7pm. Jobs are good. Next up is The Week in Mirth with the Comedy Quota for Comedy Forecast. The Week in Comedy kicks off with the main weekend in Liverpool of Comedy, Friday the 22nd and April, uh, of April and Saturday the 23rd. Uh, at the Slug and Lettuce, your MC is Steve Porter, introducing Phil Nickel along with Sully O'Sullivan and Jason Cook. And then at the Slaughterhouse, it's the same lineup with MC Neil Fitzmorris um, on the 22nd and 23rd at Comedy Central. Your compare is Toby Haddock, John Scott, Andy Watson and Tony Burgess. Uh, the Rawhide that weekend at the CUC, the Contemporary Urban Centre. Uh, it's Quincy, Neil Duggan, Alex Boardman and Mike Wilkinson. Uh, Friday, on uh, just on the Friday, on the 22nd at Envy. Hot Water Boiling Point with MC Paul Smith, Adam Staunton, Jay Edwards, Wakey and Headline R. David. And on Tuesday the 26th, it's the regular Bar Bar Myrtle Street uh, Rawhide Raw uh, featuring two... Uh, Two top comics from the from the local circuit, and uh, a bunch of people on the first steps of comedy. Wednesday, the twenty seventh of April, the Slaughterhouse Laughter House presents New Act Night, uh, where they I think it's down to the final now, where they'll be figuring out who is the best of their four heats, and will be getting a slot, prestigious slot on their weekend shows. And then on the Thursday, the twenty eighth of April, is the start of the comedy festival, uh, the Slaughterhouse MC. Chris Cairns introduces John Warburton along with guest comedian and Dominic Woodward. Uh, Comedy Central. Your compare is Jonathan Mayer, Mayer, Jeff Innocent, Sal Stevens and Sean Grant. Barbar, Chris Ramsey and Tom Deacon. Um, that's their show. 
a double up there, just like the Jake Mills and James Redman thing. And at the Unity, uh, Arthur Smith exposed their uh, comedy stalwart from the days of alternative comedy right up to now, um, regular on the Edinburgh scene. Uh, and if you want to find out any more about these things, uh, their websites are comedyhub.co.uk, that's for the, the hot water, uh, rawhidecomedy.co.uk, uh, and that's for the Pacific Rawhide, uh, and then laughterhousecomedy.com, and that's for the um, Slug and Lettuce and the Slaughterhouse. Uh, if you want to know anything more about the Liverpool Comedy Festival, you can also go online for liverpoolcomedyfestival.com, obviously. Uh, so make sure you get down to one of those. And with the end of the comedy forecast, so the comedy festival begins. And up next is our headline interview. One benefit of TV shows like Mock the Week and the Comedy Road the Comedy Roadshow series is that some comedians that have been on the scene for years get greater exposure for their talents. After winning Edinburgh Best Newcomer in 1993, the world's funniest Milton, Milton Jones, is transferring more of his surreal one-liners, loud shirts and vertically extendable hair uh, from radio to TV and gaining headline status at this year's comedy festival. Putting on stand-up and Radio City Drive Time presenter Simon Greening managed to get some words for the quota from the man himself. Milton Jones, hello. Hello. How are you doing? You all right? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. <laughs> are you looking forward to, to getting up to Liverpool? Yes, yes. I always find uh, Liverpool audiences quite uh, feisty in a friendly way. And as long as I can understand what they're saying, then uh, <laughs> um, it's all jolly good fun. Uh, when was the, the last time, roughly, that you, were, that you, you kind of played a show up here? Uh, I think I was at the Slaughterhouse ah, yeah. in town about... Oh, just before Christmas, maybe. Yeah, because it's interesting because um, uh, with, with talking to you know loads of comedians, loads of people involved in the kind of the, the organisation of the uh, of the festival. One question that kind of kept cropping up every now and again is: it seems to be that some comedians kind of when they're kind of like you know putting the dates in the tour, kind of skirt round Liverpool. I don't know whether it's because they feel like you know it might be a, a tricky crowd to play, yeah. or they might you know be kind of, be kind of confrontational or whatever. How, yeah. how have you how have you always found the kind of Liverpool audience? Um, I've found them, I've done quite a few different places in Liverpool, and I've always found them, um, once you've proved yourself and they come on your side, (laughs) they come on your side big time, if you see what I mean. So uh, there's probably some sort of initiation uh, to go through (laughs) in terms of how is he going to deal with this. And if you do deal with it, then, then they love you. So, uh, I've been okay so far. And usually if, you know, if, I sound too southern when I'm in the north. Um, it can all go wrong. So I usually stick the hair up nice and high yeah. when I go north of Birmingham. Um, can you remember when, when you kind of, in your, in your head, in the Milton head, you kind of thought to, to realise, you know what, I'm getting quite famous now. I'm getting quiet. I'm, all, I'm on all the telly. When, when was that kind of point for you when you kind of started to feel famous? Um, I'm not sure I still do, you know. Because I um, have sticky up hair and silly shirts, <laughs> Uh, if I'm in Sainsbury's, people don't really notice. Yeah. So uh, that's quite nice. I like that in a way. The worst thing I can do is pass a load of school kids and one of them see me and go, oh, yeah, it's that bloke from Mock the Week or whatever. Yeah. And then they all go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually cross the road when that happens. But um, most people, if they notice me, they, they sort of give me that look as if to say, where have I seen you before? And I can't quite place you, <laughs> which is just long enough for me to get away. To get out of there. When was, the, when was the last time someone kind of came up to you and did that thing, which I, I can imagine most comedians kind of hate, where they, someone says to you, go on, tell me a joke. 
Yeah, um, probably last weekend sometime <laughs> when I was out and about. And uh, Or the other thing they do is they come up to you and say, here's a joke you can of use. Of course, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. usually the most racist, horrible, yes. nasty thing you've ever heard in your entire <laughs> life. And you've just got to smile and go, yes, thank you very much. Or or it clearly belongs to some other comedian. Yes, so. absolutely. Mm. Do you, how, how do you kind of write? Are you, are you constantly kind of always switched on, jotting things down? Or do you kind of give yourself kind of deadlines to focus when it comes to kind of getting material together for the for the for like a new, for a new tour, bit of both. There's yeah. nothing like a, a full theatre waiting to hear what you've got to say, and you've got nothing to say to make you your adrenaline suddenly make you right. Uh, but of course, if you're a band, people want to hear the old songs. But if you're a comedian, they don't want to hear the old jokes necessarily. Yeah, it's weird, that isn't it? Yeah, well, you've got to keep writing all the time, reinventing what you're doing, which in some ways keeps you creative. But in another way, yeah. you kind of. Once you get on the bandwagon, you can never get off, and you're always looking for things all the time. That's why I'm not on Twitter. My head would explode. <laughs> I suppose it's also that thing as well. When you kind of like are involved with the show, like Mock the Week, mm. you know, you, it must be times when maybe you, you say to me, oh, God, I should have saved that, because they'll have seen this. This will be on yeah. the telly, and if I do it on the tour, they'll say, you're doing the stuff from Mock the Week. Yeah, no, that is a, a, bit, a bit of a problem. But then you want to be good on Mock the Week as well. <laughs> so um, the best things are written specifically for stories in the news that yeah. week and you can use once and only then um so yeah it's, it swings and roundabouts with that i mean the best bit with mock the meat week for me is when i get up and do my own stand-up that's yes you know that's me in control of what i'm doing there yeah and the new the new tour is the lion whisperer tour mm. um i always wonder with this because obviously when, when you kind of try and think of a band name it becomes really really hard you either go back to something somebody's already done or you just can't think of anything yeah are these tour titles geniusly crafted over weeks or you on a piece of paper going lion whisperer yes it's, it's more <laughs> far more the latter in fact it's more a case of getting a phone call from the pro- promoter saying you said you would have a title two weeks ago and you haven't we're going to print this afternoon <laughs> so you say no 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 i I've, I've been thinking carefully about this and you rustle your pieces of paper and you come up with the two words that are on them yes and uh, then you're stuck with that for the next six months do you have a uh, a really kind of childish kind of joke that you either remember it being one of your your first jokes you ever heard? Because I have one, and it's it's very childish, but it's one of those ones that because you eventually hit an age, don't you, where you feel like you need maybe some swearing in jokes, yeah. or it needs to be adult content or whatever. But I always loved the joke. Did you hear about the constipated mathematician? No. He worked it out with a pencil. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a really kind of childish joke that just never fails to make you laugh or put you in a good mood? I don't know about that. I remember something about a caterpillar with a machine gun, but I can't remember what the <laughs> setup was. I was like that the other day because um, I remember there was a, a joke where the punchline is Chernobyl fallout, but I couldn't remember yes. how, <laughs> how you get to. Uh... I think it includes Y fronts, doesn't it, in the, in the setup? <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think so. I couldn't remember for the life of me. Are yeah. you, are, I was just going to say, doing what you do, presumably you can't really get away with that often. They go, oh, do you know what? Hang on a second. I can't remember how this one starts or how this one finishes. Yeah, so, well, occasionally, yes, I'll, I'll start something and, and, and wonder how I'm going to get out of it. Um, but that's just, you know, I've got a big bank of stuff that I'm... I'm constantly going through the Rolodex of my mind, you know, <laughs> when someone shouts out something. Or well, what will happen now is people say, do the one about the thing that they saw on a DVD or something. Yeah. And it turned into a jukebox. But um, I'll try and remember it. And, I, you know, unless you've rehearsed it recently, it's quite yeah. hard to 
will certainly get the timing right, let alone all the words. So it comes out as a bit of a paraphrase. Yeah. Um, one question I want to ask you is because um, they, they, they kind of tasked me about, about two weeks ago with potentially doing about five minutes of stand-up on the day before the, the 10th Comedy Festival starts. Oh, yes. Now, my, my gut reaction was... No, because I'm not joking. I don't think anything actually scares me more than, yes. the, than the thought of doing it. But then I thought, you know what? I haven't put myself you know, out of my comfort zone for ages. So, do you know what? I'll say yes. So can you give me kind of one piece of advice either before I come out on stage or when I'm out there? Can you give okay. me one piece of advice? Right. Try. Uh, it's one thing to have the jokes, but the, in a way, the harder thing is what is your attitude? Okay. If you think of all the comedians you like... There is an attitude behind them. It, if it's uh, Bill Bailey, it's kind of like hippie indifference. Yes. He's shrugging shoulders and saying, <laughs> and Harry Hill is more sort of expectant um, joy. Yes. And Tommy Cooper, it's bewilderment. Yeah. Try and think what your attitude is behind what you're saying. I suppose because by, by that virtue, you know, every, every comedian, when you kind of see them perform, if they don't perform in the way you're used to their, their way of performing, it, yeah. it would be a bit kind of, hang on a second, yeah. this is not how I remember Michael McIntyre to be or, no, or whatever it might be. Yes, and there are comedians who've almost no material, but their attitude is so strong yeah. that they're funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, excellent. Oh, well, I, I, will, I will think about that and try and uh, think of what my, my persona is for, yes. uh, for, the, for the stage. Um, one, one final quick question. Uh, when, I was, when I was kind of on your website uh, and I saw the bit at the bottom that says store, and for some unknown reason, I didn't think that you might have your DVDs on there. I was expecting a Milton Bobblehead. I was expecting mugs <laughs> or something. I don't know why I suddenly thought there would be loads, <laughs> loads of Milton merchandise with well, your face on. You've given me a very good idea. <laughs> A Milton bobblehead I would like to see. Yes, yes, it would probably, probably go on your feet or something, wouldn't it? That'd be brilliant. Mm. Um, have, have so much fun when, you, when, you're, when you're up in Liverpool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. Royal Court on Thursday, the 5th of May, as part of the, uh, the 10th Liverpool Comedy Festival. Cheers, Milton. Thank you very much. So that's Milton Jones, Lion Whisperer at the Royal Court Theatre, Thursday the 5th of May at 8pm. And that's also the end of the show, so thanks for joining us. We'll be back next Thursday on the day of the Comedy Festival start, where we'll be throwing a street party to rival anything that anyone else may be throwing in the same week. The Liverpool Comedy Quarter was written by Che Burnley and Phil Chapman, and produced by Che Burnley.